been in a race all along. The more virus that is out there, the more virus that is replicating, the more likely that we are going to have mutations and variants. So not only do we need to vaccinate, but we need for people to wear masks. We need all of these other mitigation strategies so that we can decrease the amount of virus that is circulating and therefore decrease the amount of variants that are out there. So that's the new CDC director. To my mind, the Biden administration is spending way too much time trying to lower the bar and blame Trump so that they've got uh, an easy bar to hop over. Like this whole 100 million doses in 100 days. Ooh, that's roughly what was going to happen anyway. It's right. practically it's what we've been at. It's almost exactly what was going to happen anyway. So yippee, I guess. Um the big thing, though, is so you got these new strains of the virus that are spreading faster, and Great Britain announced on Friday, not only does the British strain spread about 50% faster, which is way more dangerous, way more dangerous than if you had a scarier disease that spread at the same rate. The math is just way different on that. But uh, I hear a dog barking. Do you, does everybody hear a dog barking? Okay. I, just, I didn't know it's if I was probably, going crazy. Probably a dog barking. I just want to make sure I wasn't going crazy. That's one of the signs of insanity. Is you hear dogs? you hear you hear voices or barking dogs in your own head. Huh. Isn't the dog supposed to be talking if you're going crazy and not just barking? You can, yeah, that can happen too. If your dog's full out talking to you, it's not you could be going crazy. You're 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 Fruit Loops. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that's what what do they call it? A bright line? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> There's no reasonable explanation for that. Um, uh, but so they announced on Friday, uh, Boris Johnson said, not only does this British version of the COVID spread 50% faster, but it's about 30% more deadly to the individual. That is a terrible combination. I don't even know what the math would be on that. Spreads way faster and makes people sicker. Oh, my God, that's a completely different world of problem with the virus. Well, good news today and that Moderna announced that they their tests show the vaccine still works on that strain. Well, that is good news, except hardly anybody's gotten a vaccine in the world yet. And until that happens, it doesn't really make any difference. Right. Uh, and it spreads way faster. So, like, the, the, um, the sense of urgency that the world should have about getting this damn vaccine made and out should skyrocket at this point. I thought it had. I've got to admit, I'm shocked at how terrible the rollout of the vaccine has been, how ineffective it's been, how widespread the ineffectiveness is. I mean, all those stories about they're gonna, we're allowing them to manufacture it before it's approved because it looks promising, enormous stockpiles, hundreds of millions of doses, et cetera, et cetera. What happened? My, and my, my, my level of concern for my own physical well-being is fairly low i'm not that worried about ending up in the hospital or dying from this whole thing because even with this uh, faster spread and strain and everything like that you know about 99 percent of us would survive getting it but that if but if everybody got it and one percent died you're gonna have over three million dead people in this country and when you start getting people dying like that you haven't even seen shut down and what mm-hmm. that does to the economy and the schools and mental health i can't even imagine i am scared of that I am very yeah. scared of six months of, like, super-duper shutdown, no businesses, no schools, no nothing, and they can't even figure out where to put the bodies. And then, of course, that's going to lead to a, a quick erosion. Erosion is not even the right word. Dismantling of a lot of constitutional rights, because people will be convinced that we have to do this. We have to give up all of our liberties. 
to defeat this monstrous virus. But you will see a lot of the policies that are enacted uh, just stick around, as they always do. Government doesn't give up power willingly. And as we just mentioned a few minutes ago, uh, there's a new California strain. So one of the reasons uh, so many cases in California, trying to figure that out, looks like there might be a, you hear about the British strain, the South African strain, there might be a California strain now, uh, according to doctors in the uh, San Francisco area. So that'd be something. Yet another strain. It's a variant of the British strain, so I've got to assume that the vaccine would still work. But again, the vaccine working only matters if you get the vaccine. Right, right. Yeah, it's like uh, somebody breaks into your house and you read them an article about how great the Smith & Wesson 45 is these days. I mean, yeah, if I don't have the vaccine in me, it's just a thought, Uh just an idea. Atlanta has given us the world's greatest shoplifter, Jack. This boy stole nearly, boy, man, nearly a million dollars from a grocery store. A million dollars worth of my, uh, my, stuff. My kids are obsessed with the idea of pickpocketing right now. I remember going through a phrase, a phase like that when I was a kid. I'd read about it. Yeah, me too. More about the techniques than the wanting to steal anything. Right. The, you know, the brushing up against somebody or distracting them. <laughs> little, the, the, the bump and grab. Yeah, yeah I remember thinking, there's no way I would not notice that. Yeah, yeah. Well, my kids are not near as good at it as I'm, I'm letting them believe <laughs> as they steal various things out of my pocket. <laughs> Distracting. Well, I wear the skinny jeans, so it makes it pretty hard to get your hand in there, even oh. as a child. Yeah, buy some grown man jeans, please. <laughs> but. but anyway, you were telling us about... Uh, oh, you know, the shoplifter, the world's greatest shoplifter, also a uh, TSA agent has been convicted of tricking a woman into showing him her breasts. I would say, in case you have to leave the show before the brief commercial break, ladies, if you're at the airport, uh, there is no reason you have to do the old woo. None. I don't care if they say, we think you have a bomb, or you are the bomb, or what are you hiding under there? You're the bomb. Those can't be real, no matter what he says. There's no need to show him your breasts. Really? I don't think I knew that. So stay tuned for that. Uh, there are rather uh, serious procedures they go through before you are going to bury your body. Mm. And you're going to miss your next flight, too, because I would be calling in. I show him my wang every time through. Oh, boy. <laughs> Just to be sure. Just to be sure and get it out of the way. See if it speeds me through Just the line. Let me know I'm safe. Yep. Completely I don't have clear. a gun, but I do have this. That's just delightful. So glad you brought that up. So, we uh, lost Larry King to the COVID over the weekend. Uh, yes, he, and time. He was very old, mm-hmm. uh, but he did pass, and I noticed all the uh, the talk shows today, your morning TV shows, are doing a big tribute, because he was a big deal. Um, if you don't, you know, for whatever reason, never took him in, or you're too young, but he was the number one show in cable news for years, and mm-hmm. by a lot. And uh, back in the like early 90s, if there was a big story, you were watching Larry King that night. It wasn't even a question because he right. was going to have, you know, Nancy Pelosi and, you know, whoever on guaranteed because they were going to yeah. go on that show because that's where he got the word out or yeah. O.J. Simpson or whatever. He was back the, when CNN didn't suck. And he made no effort to, like, take a side on any of that stuff either, which so that's when he I, I read a good article over the weekend about. Um, when his ratings started to falter. And part of it was, you know, when the Rachel Maddows came on the scene and the various and Fox News and various opinion shows that were really taking a strong side, you know, people gravitated to that. And his 
you know, having no particular interest in any side, just interviewing the people thing, lost favor quickly. Blame ourselves because we gravitated uh, uh, very fast to the shows that told us what we wanted to hear. Yeah, two more Larry King notes. Number one, it remains unclear whether he painted his bald spot and... Still don't know. If he'd never had a TV career, he was a monster, a legend in the world of radio, talk radio. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't even think of the millions and millions of hours people spent listening to him. He was like an overnight guy forever, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I used to listen to him. And he, and he long conversations with authors and stuff like that that you don't get in radio now. Now it's a, that sort of thing is a podcast if mm-hmm. you have it at all. But yeah, his his radio show was fantastic. Married eight times. Hmm. That'll kill you. An optimist. How, how the hell do you make it to ninety being married eight times? That's a hobby at that point. Getting married. married. Who signs up to be wife number six, seven, or eight? Well, to seven women, there is one he married twice, as often happens with Ah. these kind of people. Yeah, yeah. Stage to come back. Eight? Can you get anybody to attend your eighth wedding? Even your closest friends? Are they still bringing gifts? (laughs) Can you get the bride to attend? And Does he have any money? No, he can't. I mean, I don't know what state he was in, but uh, divorce is somewhat expensive, I hear. Did he just fall in love really easy? I don't know. I can't imagine. And I'm again, redefining masculinity. Yeah, you are. The women, though. The women, they're the mystery to me. Well, he's rich, and you're going to get to hang out with a lot of celebrities. There's an appeal yeah. to that. Yeah, I guess I, so. And I suppose they could have fell, fallen in love with him. I shouldn't be that cynical. Charming man. Handsome. The suspenders, the pointy shoulders. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we have some Larry King clips. We'll have to play those later. Our, our tribute to Larry King. As broadcasters, yeah, we, owe, we owe that, right? <laughs> Sick. And uh, I'll pay off the thief thing and the uh, LAX woo thing and the rest of it. I'll tell you what we'll get to at the bottom of the hour, and this is good. If you've got money in the stock market, and if you're listening, you probably do, Wall Street Journal out with a piece, if it looks like a bubble and it swims like a bubble, it's probably a bubble. And it hits you the reasons that this is a bubble. And oh, get yeah. ready. What? Get ready. Because it's coming. What is it with you? Negativity. The market is great. Okay. Okay. Here's what I'll do then. Market's going to stay high forever. The COVID's not a threat and Trump won. Are you happy now? Does that make you happy? Finally, some good radio I can listen to. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I think we'll do one last play of the famous Larry King bald spot uh, segment at the bottom as a loving tribute. Yes, please. And then we've got more for the podcast that we'll do later. Um, but coming up in just a few minutes, yeah, the Wall Street Journal says if it looks like a bubble and, and swims like a bubble. What do they know? <laughs> Comparing it to the dot-com bubble, and there are a lot of similarities. Everything I pick goes up. These people are idiots. <laughs> yeah, you're a genius compared to them, Sean. And I will have some uh, analysis of the analysis that might make you feel a little better. Absolutely. Joe will uh, throw water on their fire. Throw sunshine up your hind end or whatever that expression is. I don't know. A little perspective, Jack. So uh, a good friend of mine, law enforcement, once said, proof that you're not smart enough for a criminal career is that you're contemplating a criminal career. Mm -hmm. And it's a good piece of wisdom with very, very, very few exceptions. Gwinnett County Police, that's your uh, Duluth, Georgia, arrested a 19-year-old man who worked at the Kroger grocery store after he scammed 
almost a million dollars from his store. Whoa. Now, now, here's the problem, and this is what makes my friend's assertion clearly true. This guy was smart enough to create a scam where he created false returns of items onto his credit card. Hmm. So he went through the computer and everything and, and reported that, or you know, clicked in that I, uh, what's this guy's name? Uh, where is that? That's funny. I can't find his name. Anyway, uh, I, Joe Jones, uh, got uh, canned ham home, and it was uh, it was tainted. It was green. It was all smelly. So there was a mouse in it. I get 12 bucks back. Yeah, yeah. And and he did this over and over again. Um, but then, proof that he's just not smart enough to do this, the amount started getting bigger and bigger till eventually he processed a return at the grocery store of $87,000. Well, then he wanted to get caught. He, he was getting more enjoyment out of the can I pull this off than the money, apparently. Well, or he's or crazy. He was just stupid. You always I don't go back for one last heist. Yeah. I don't, it's I don't just care a little if too much. Nice Mormon mom with 11 kids or something like that, and they're all hungry teenagers. I, that math doesn't really work in terms of gestation periods. But uh, your your grocery bill ain't $87,000. I mean, if it is, the old man better be making serious jack, jack. Anyway, so this guy got arrested, blah, 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 large sum of money. Oh, he'd use the money to buy clothes, guns, shoes, and two vehicles. Prior to being arrested, he had totaled one of the vehicles. Okay. <laughs> He's a maroon, then. He is a maroon. Although, again, he's smart enough to figure out how to get started, but not smart enough to carry it through. And another uh, jackass crime uh, story. This 22-year-old TSA officer told a woman at LAX, fabulous Los, Los Angeles International Airport, that he had to look down her shirt for a security inspection. Then he said he had to look down her pants as well. Oh, Evidently, Lord. she complied. And then, oh, that's terrible. Yeah, I know it's terrible, and it gets worse too. And and I don't know who the gal was involved. Uh, some people don't have the skepticism gene. Some people are afraid of authority. Maybe some a very young person. But then he said, uh, "We have to go to a private screening room." And in the elevator, he told her to lift her shirt and expose her breasts for a final inspection, and complimented her body. Uh, this gentleman that was just, a mistake. Well, he's being honest. Jonathan Lomelli, age 22, now an ex-TSA agent, was convicted Friday of false imprisonment, which is what O.J. got convicted of, right? Yeah, that's a big crime. It is, but unlike O.J., probably because there are no guns involved, he was sentenced to two years of felony probation, 60 days in county jail, and 52 classes to address sexual compulsion. He is also banned from security work may have to pay restitution to the woman and is banned from wearing a hat that says FBI Federal Press Inspector. <laughs> I, I threw that last part in myself. Uh, that's unbelievable. Um, and, and Attorney General Xavier Becerra of California, who's uh, he's left at Trotsky, he's, 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 he's Castro without the beard. Wow. We all have the right to be treated with dignity and respect in all places, and no one is entitled to use a position of power to violate those rights. Why can't some men absorb that simple truth? This is 2021, not 1921. Because Xavier, he's got a sexual kink, and he's sick. Uh, We haven't mentioned impeachment hardly at all today, and we probably should because it is going to happen February 8th, 6th, whatever. I'm getting the Super Bowl mixed up with impeachment. The Super Bowl is on that hmm. Sunday, and then on... One's going to be a lot more entertaining than the other. January the 6th, Jen. And then two days later... I'm sorry, later. that was the storming of the Capitol. I'm sorry. I'm useless. I have no useful information. <laughs> 
I'll shut up now. <laughs> July the 4th. No, no. April that's, 1. That's Independence Day. December right. 25th. February 11th. Oh, that's my birthday. Damn it. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Glad I have a contractor. Impeachment Pretty sure is, I'd be fired. Impeachment's two weeks away. Super Bowl's two weeks away. And uh, impeachment is going to happen, even though uh, I, I don't honestly believe Democrats want it to happen. They feel a uh, public pressure from their uh, crowd to do it. As Marco Rubio said, it's stupid. <laughs> and um, reported on ABC this week yesterday, John Carl said there he stated he just stated as a fact, there's no chance 17 Republicans are going to vote to convict Donald Trump. So it's merely an exercise. They just stated that as a given fact. Let's discuss it. Hmm, Not even, okay. you know, there's a chance that. Well, I know there are quite a few Republicans who either actually believe or say they actually believe with a very serious look on their face that you can't impeach somebody who's already out of office. I actually disagree with that point of view. I've been thinking about it. But, but um, regardless, if there aren't going to be the 17 votes, what's the exercise going to do for anybody? I guess you could argue they're they're acting on principle, even though they're going to lose. Mm, okay, maybe. Um, is this a bubble that you're invested in? Stay tuned. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I just noticed something that in one of your interviews with John Candy, I believe, it looked like an older interview. You had less hair than you have today. How do you explain that? I uh, don't wear a wig, sir. Paint your bald spot? What bald spot? You paint your bald spot? I don't know what you're talking about, sir. My hair grows. You paint your bald spot? I don't have a bald spot. How come you had less hair on the tape? Maybe my hair grew. Maybe I had a bad haircut that day. You paint- By the way, something. What do you care? Paint your bald spot? I don't. Do you paint your bald spot? Paint your bald spot? I'm sick. <laughs> Our loving tribute to the late Larry King. <laughs> what a great interviewer. His thing was, if I'm correct, he went into interviews not prepping. Yeah, I've got more. He, I got more quotes on that later. We can do that. In the oh, po- okay. We're going to hit great. that for the podcast, but you're absolutely right. He was into not knowing. He would not read a book on purpose if he was going to interview the author. He didn't want to know much about it because he said the audience doesn't know anything about it, and I, I will know what questions to ask. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, I'm not sure I agree with him, but it's a really unique way of looking at what he did for a living. So he we certainly can talk made more it about for a lazy him. person. I admire the hell out of it. <laughs> yeah, it's certainly a, a good rationale for doing nothing. Sick. <laughs> uh, also, terrible violence in Tacoma, Washington. A hundred Antifa protesters had smash, burn. Uh, try to tear down the city after an incident with a police officer. We'll tell you more about that. Imagine the news coverage if it had been the Proud Boys. Oh, my God, please. Biden would have spoken about it already. Today would be a national day of mourning. A uh, couple of, of uh, financial stories. First of all, this happened. China overtook the United States as the leading destination for new foreign investment for the first time. That would be direct foreign investment. New investments by overseas businesses into the U.S., which for decades has held the number one spot, fell 49% last year, according to U.N. figures. So China overtook us. Um, And the uh, Wall Street Journal gives China credit. uh, Not credit. They explain. They're not giving them credit. Other people are. Explain that China recovered from the coronavirus better because they were able to, you know, 
weld people's doors shut and let them all die alone in their homes rather than spread the virus. Right. For right. instance. For a long time. So if you yeah. can do that sort of thing, yeah, you will uh, you will do a pretty good job in a pandemic. Yeah, so just a quick note to clarify. Direct foreign investment is like uh, BMW builds a plant in the U.S. so they don't have to ship the cars. They actually erect a facility uh, as opposed to investing in stocks and, and that sort of thing. And it's not clear whether this trend will continue, but it's uh, it's a hell of a thing. Yeah, it is. I mean, because we had been the clear number one for decades, and but we still are by far number one in terms of foreign investment. Way more in the United States than in China, not even close. It's just new foreign investment. Mm-hmm. They uh, They were better last year. Moving on to this, the Wall Street Journal, if it looks like a bubble and swims like a bubble, the stock market, it's been setting records every day now for, like, what, a year or longer? In spite of everything. In spite of everything. Just new records, it seems like, daily. Several parallels between the dot-com bubble and today's stock market are strong, says the Wall Street Journal. Um, Do you remember the dot-com bubble? Uh, We'll explain that a little bit as we get into it, I guess, here. First of all, they say one parallel between now and the dot-com bubble exponential growth in the price of story stocks a story stock is a stock that well the story is very exciting and it sounds good so you invest in it and it doesn't really make any difference if they don't actually have the the values or the income to back up that investment or the current price the story is so good and they use the example obviously of tesla anything connected to electrical vehicles Electric vehicles or clean energy has gone ballistic in the past few months because people are just so excited about the idea of clean, green things um, and way yeah, and beyond the value. I think there's also a rational expectation that governments around the world are going to be adopting strong, stricter and stricter guidelines that things have to be, quote unquote, green. So my thing would be that even if Tesla's is real and the financial people I say, 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 don't invest now, but I was told not to invest like two years ago in tesla and that would have been a fantastic idea yes for instance apple was considered a story stock for a very long time and people just like the idea of apple and everything way more than it's actual you know okay there's <laughs> at any point over the last 30 years investing in apple would have been a good idea right right uh, but but even if tesla is for real all everything else that's electric and green doesn't mean it's automatically a good idea but anyway, we'll move on to the next thing. A flood of early-stage IPOs tapping into popular themes, which is kind of like the story stock thing, in that a lot of celebrity backers and a lot of positive news, allowing companies with any reven- without any revenue, let alone any profit, to join the market and get a lot of attention and their stock prices to go up. Um, uh, the one and two kind of go in concert to one another. There's been a lot of, uh, they're called SPAC, special interest acquisition, something, something. And a lot of electric vehicle companies have had IPOs through that kind of quote unquote loophole. Yeah. You don't have to go through a lot of the same traditional IPO offerings. Yeah, special purpose acquisition companies. Yeah, that, that's become a huge thing this past. That, what the heck is that? That happened a lot during the dot com. It's an, it's an opportunity to get your company uh, going without having to jump through a bunch of hoops you normally have to jump through. To show that you're a for real company. And that fits in perfectly with the next one. New investors who don't know what they're doing, which obviously was ah, huge yes. during the dot com and is big with story stocks and these SPACs. So you see a bunch of celebrities getting involved in this particular thing, hear cool things about it. You don't look to into any of the particulars or even ask anybody and you invest in it. Um, and then finally, uh, old economy stocks soaring as they tap into the popular theme. Detroit and Ford have both managed to sprinkle the magic dust of electric motors over themselves this year. 
um, talking a little bit about their electric cars, even though that's not the focus <laughs> near as much as they're claiming, because every they, they, they look at the stock market and see, man, if it's got electric in front of it, people invest. So we say, as General Motors and Ford, and we're super into electric cars, too, and here's ours. And they're gaining from that. What 1998 and 1999 had that is similar to that was that if you added .com to any company, listen to this. This is an actual stat. And if you were around, then you remember this. In 98 and 99, if you added .com to your company's name, it led to gains averaging 74% in the next 10 days. Wow. You didn't have to do anything but add .com to your name. Your stock would go up 74% in the next 10 days on average. That's according to a Purdue University study. So, similarly, Ford and and GM are figuring out if you say, yeah, an electric car is something, 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 your stock will automatically go up because people are really into that whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. And here's your last um, tidbit from the Wall Street Journal. If you could pipe down for a minute, I'm I'm doing a little math on how little I can live on in my old age. What if I go with the cut well, dog? Well, this is going to crash, right? There's anybody that thinks that that's not going to happen. You, oh, you can't just keep setting records every single day and not have a serious con- correction at some point. A correction, yeah. I th- crash, Jack. Scary terms. Uh, media hype. <laughs> Let's stay away from that. <laughs> a correction that might take, well, would it take last time? Seven, eight years before you get back to that price again? If there are any cannibals listening, uh, how long did it take to get used to the taste of human flesh? Just asking for a friend. The one thing is you get older is because when when you're young, like when you're young, a correction that might take 10 years to get back there again, eh, whatever. Yeah. I wasn't going to do anything anyway. Right. It's on paper, honey. It's on paper. You get a little older, it's a different thing. Yeah. It's all about your timetable for for these. Like for me, if the market wants to put the stocks on sale again, I'll, I'll, I'll buy more. I have one foot in the grave, Sean. Right, exactly. So you must adjust your investment strategy. Mm. Your high-flying, high-risk, daredevil lifestyle jacket. It's time to take a look (laughs) in the mirror. Here's the last thing the Wall Street Journal says is a parallel. Early investors who rode the stocks up are selling out. Many of those who were early investors in renewable power or electric cars have cashed in some or all of their gains to shift to other cheaper areas because they feel like a crash is coming. That's what investors do! Yeah, but well, uh, if everybody, everybody is saying, I can't believe the market's still going up. I, well, and it's really the only place to put your money because interest are, uh, rates are so low. It does not take, uh, you know, uh, Warren Buffett to figure out the, the future. But when you've lived through a couple of these, you, you can smell them. And, and when, when people who aren't geniuses or anything like that are just killing it with housing or stocks or whatever, something's going on. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. I remember that from the great housing run-up. People with no job and a crack habit were living in mansions. Or get into house flipping. I'm doing it. (laughs) Okay. Here's how I do it. Yeah, (laughs) great. Oh, speaking of smelling things, uh, Michelangelo brought this story to our attention that uh, there are, A, there are dogs that can smell whether you got the vid, Mm. and and B, they're being used for uh, NBA basketball games. Can they smell if I've petted another dog? I guarantee you they can. Uh, plus the, the violence in Tacoma, nobody's reporting on because it doesn't fit the narrative. That's coming up. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong. 
Oh, man. There's a back and forth between Liz Cheney and Matt Gates of, uh, oh. you know, Matt Gates is on the, the Trump side and, and, and Cheney voted. Um, f- she's for impeachment and removal. So they got kind of a battle there among the Republicans. I'm sure that discussion was uh, calm and reasonable. Cheney spokesman on Getz. In Wyoming, in Wyoming, the men don't wear makeup. Apparently suggesting that uh, uh, the representative from Florida would wear makeup on occasion. Wow. That's getting quite wow. personal. Okay. okay, okay, sure, that's productive. Uh, Jack, we'll have to talk about this tomorrow. I'm, uh, I'm showing him the magazine. It is the Uber Woke Teacher magazine. It's called Teaching Tolerance, Democracy in Action, Educating Teachers How They Can Be Anti-Racist, and it's even wackier than oh, you boy. thought. We'll oh, talk about that tomorrow on the show. We have important breaking news. Oh, really? President Biden has reversed Donald Trump's ban on transgender troops in the military. Okay. Yay, if you're into that. All right. How hard do you need to, to, to signal your virtue? Anyway, we'll, uh, I suppose we'll pursue that later. Uh, we mentioned earlier that Joe Biden has essentially outlawed women's sports because uh, fellas can uh, can compete in them now. More than 100 protesters gathered Sunday night to demand justice. Well, that's a hell of a way to describe it. After stunning video footage went viral showing a police vehicle, a vehicle surrounded by Pedestrians speeding through the crowd and appearing to drive over several people in Tacoma and Washington State. <clears throat> Long story short, they're having a sideshow. There are dozens and dozens and dozens of people in vehicles. They're impeding traffic, and a cop came across this and was pulling his vehicle up to uh, see what was going on. And the crowd saw him, surrounded him, began yelling and pounding on the vehicle. This cop is afraid for his life, quite appropriately, tries to back up, then drives forward and runs over several people. Uh, in, to my mind, clearly saving his life. But, of course, the uh, that enraged some people legitimately and also brought the attention of Antifa, who they understand, if there's any anger, let's go there. The cover of the legitimate, maybe misguided, but the, the real protesters, they will give us cover to smash and burn. And they did smash and burn and do a tremendous amount of damage in uh, beautiful Tacoma, Washington, where my daughter happens to live. Um, and uh, if you find coverage of this at all, it makes it clear that the police, just with utter disregard to uh, the lives and liberty of people, just now they're running people over in the streets. Um, but it was another, and there have been several situations like this. I remember at one point uh, there was a California Highway Patrol officer who had to save his life by driving through a crowd. Um, but, of course, they uh, they used it as an excuse to, to smash and burn. And Probably ought to come up with a national uh, idea of how to handle this, right? Because if, if you can immobilize a cop by standing in front of his car, that's a, that's a and problem. And then drag him out of the car and beat him to death. That's a problem. Yeah, absolutely. Um. Yeah, the truth is, in today's on the other climate, hand, obviously you don't want cops running over protesters. Well, right, but as uh, you know, this writer uh, describes it. Uh, the truth is, in today's climate, a mob of individuals running up and blocking your car and attempting to bust out your windows should make you extremely concerned for your safety. So, whether you're that's true, whether you're a Tacoma police officer, a senior citizen in Portland, or a citizen driving to the grocery store. 
Um, Reginald Denny suffered a fractured skull, impairment of speech, terrible injuries during the L.A. riots for the crime of his truck being in the wrong place. And he's a white man. But why let common sense get in the way of calling cops murderers? <clears throat> Unbelievable. So you won't hear any coverage of that. But it happened. A riot in an American city. So the NBA has got a new plan on how to deal with the coronavirus. Safety, it is our number one priority here at the American Airlines Arena, and it is why we've implemented a number of new measures to create the safest possible environment for heat games, including an innovative, effective testing method to screen all fans, COVID-19 detection dogs. So what can you expect come game day? You'll be directed to the screening area and asked to put any in-hand items in your pockets and place your hands at your sides. At that time, a COVID-19 detection dog will screen everyone in line by simply walking past each person. If you or someone in your group are not signaled by the dog, you will all be permitted to proceed with the arena's standard entry process. However, if a dog signals on you by sitting down, you and your group will be directed out of line and denied entry into the arena. For more information on detection dogs or any other COVID-19 related measure here at the arena, visit heat.com. So, my first question... If the dog signals by biting your genitals, you'll be asked to step out of line. My first question, uh, I think rightly, is can dogs tell if you have COVID or not? Yeah, they (laughs) leapt right over that. Apparently, they can. I've heard of the cancer-sniffing dog. Sure. A German study last year found that dogs were right 94% of the time when it came to coronavirus detection. Yeah, they're the best in COVID sniffings. <laughs> I assume uh, yeah, they were well, German shepherds. Many, uh, many, many diseases cause subtle changes in body chemistry. 94% accurate is more accurate than putting a thermometer to your head, i got to believe. Oh, it's more accurate than a lot of the damn tests that have gotten cranked out. That's incredible. That's, that's amazing. Dogs. Dogs. Fine beast. What can't they do? Drive. <laughs> your move, cats. Cook. <laughs> Program computers. But, yeah, that's wild. I had no idea that uh, cool. sports. Uh, well, crazy. Crazy. Um, I had another, did that? Oh. Did the jaunty music in that announcement no. help or distract? Safety. It is our number one priority here at the American Airlines Arena, and it is why we've yeah. implemented music, a number of I just, new measures it, to create. I kept the losing my my concentration, concentrating on that stupid jaunty music. No, it's a light, fun time. Isn't anybody having fun? Come on, it's basketball. Can, it's fun. Can dogs smell jivey music? <laughs> Maybe the dog sits, and you have a dread disease, but that won't keep the heat from winning, fans. Defense. Defense. <laughs> hey, did you participate in dry January this year? I think you did last year. Yeah, I think I did too. That was that was a good thing to do. I had several friends try and not make it. Oh really? Yeah. So that's Americans who plan to start the year abstaining from alcohol for a month and they call it dry January. Fifteen percent of Americans say they were going to try it this year. Fifteen percent. Uh thirty three percent say I never drink anyway. Okay, shut up. Um, Who asked you? Third pollster. Never mind. 38% drink, but weren't going to participate in dry January. You just don't have any reason to, probably. Uh, but then 14% don't know. You don't know whether or not you're going to stop drinking for the month. I'm thinking about it. How do you not know that about yourself? You yeah. don't know if you've decided... I, I don't I don't, these people that are polled they they got to not vote they got to not all kinds of things I'm not sure you could square that with the constitution but let's oh, give it I a can. good try 
Let's give it a solid try. You don't know yourself whether or not you've committed to not drinking for gin. <laughs> well, who, who would know? You can't still be thinking about it today. <laughs> can I put you down as you're not doing it? Can we just can we make that leap? Well, we're trying to do no, a no, little... no. I might, I might be doing it. I'm just, I'm not. I don't know. Yeah, I'll tell you, I can't remember. Well, did you drink last night? Yes. No. Wait, um. How about tonight? You gonna drink tonight? Don't know. Oh no. boy, we're doing kind of a throttle vacuary. There's all sorts of crazy stuff. Throttle vacuary. Right it's it's no excuse, but there's there's Judy and I are dealing with some stuff and. uh and I just uh, what? What if your excuse is like, uh, what if your excuse is I prefer drinking to not? That seems like a perfectly good excuse. Well, somebody's got to drink all this wine we went and bought. Exactly. Yeah. So it it's me, like, a practical matter. In my in my younger days, when drinking games were often a thing, and I would always just ask, "What if I'm thirsty? Yeah, can I drink that? Yeah, yeah, that's what I always thought. <laughs> How long do I have to wait before somebody gets a ball and a cup or something before I get to drink this damn beer? What's <laughs> the point of this? Anyway. Drinking game. I drink, I get drunk. The rules are simple. <laughs> I win every... Well, actually, I lose often. Uh-oh. I regularly lose at that game. Armstrong and Getty.